faith-based experience on love. Bad. 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 Life-based experience on love. Welcome to the Pum Pum Chronicles. I am your host, Badass Jones, offering personal advice and life-based experience on love, sex, relationships, intimacy, with a little Jamaican flair. Welcome to the Pum Pum Chronicles. Greetings, 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 and welcome, Pum Pum Posse. Bless up yourselves. This is the Pum Pum Chronicles podcast, and I am your host, AJ Badass Jones. You can find me on my social media platforms on Instagram and Twitter at the Pum Pum Chronicles pod. You can also follow my personal page uh, for, you know, a little bit of different content. That, of course, is badass underscore Jones underscore. If you want to get in contact with me, you can do so in one of two ways. You can either email me at the Pum Pum Chronicles at gmail.com, or you can hit the call in line, send me a text, leave me a message. That number is 320-270-1086. And of course, the podcast can be found on all streaming platforms where podcasts can be heard, including but not limited to Amazon, Apple iTunes, and Google Podcasts. So, Posse, I hope that everyone is doing fabulous on this day of days. Um, I feel like the days are starting to get a little bit longer, a little bit more sunshine is, you know, out and about. Can't wait for this winter to be over <laughs> so I can go about in my skin freely and not have to bungle up in our different clothes and all kind of boots and all these things but um outside of that I hope that everyone is doing well so this week we are doing a love Jones segment it has been a hot minute since I've done one of these I have questions and emails and ugh, just backed up um but we're definitely going to get through some of them today and then uh, another go around of um uh, stuff that's been submitted for my opinion. Um, it's really interesting. Like I always laugh and think to myself, like, I feel like people like to hear me cuss, which <laughs> is why they ask me for my opinion about stuff. Because I feel like some of the things that are asked of me, um, especially like relationship questions, you know, I know that you're not asking for necessarily expert advice, but you're definitely asking for um, just sort of my life's expertise and, and that kind of stuff. Um, but some of the things y'all know, what the right thing is to do, but uno me feel like say no like the cussing at that really and truly. So with that being said, um, we're gonna start with I'm gonna work backwards um, from the most recent to and just kind of work backwards. So, whew, posse, this one might hurt your brains a little bit, but just bear with me. Hi AJ, I wanted to ask your opinion. Although I already know what the right thing is to do, but sometimes I feel like just saying fuck the right thing and just doing what feels good to me. I've developed a, I've developed strong feelings for my friend's boyfriend. He's such an amazing man, and I feel like I I feel like she doesn't appreciate him enough. He does everything for her, but she's always ungrateful and complaining that he doesn't do enough. I tell him regularly that he's an amazing man, and any woman would be lucky to have him. And although he has never looked at me or interacted with me in any inappropriate way, I know that I could treat him and love him way better than she can. I know you're probably thinking that I, I'm really fucked up, LOL. And I know I am, but I'm not even sure what to do. I mean, I know what the right thing is to do, but how do I do? How do I know that I'm not the one who's supposed to be with him and not her? I'm pretty sure she doesn't listen to your podcast, so I don't think uh, there's a danger <laughs> of her hearing this. And even if she did, I highly doubt that she would know it's me. But I would appreciate your feedback, even though I know your response might be rough, LOL. Appreciate you torn in love 
girl, you already know from your think about it and you can say to yourself that you know that it's wrong. It's a violation, right? That's your best friend and your best friend's man. Regardless of how she treats him, that's her man. That is your best friend's man. She's not some girl on the road where you don't know. She's not somebody where you're just an acquaintance with. She's not somebody where you are casual friends with. This is your best friend. And until such time that she and that man are no longer together, and even after that, it probably still is a violation because she would look at it and feel some type of way, in which case you'd maybe need some time for things to settle. As it stands right now, that's not waters that you should be treading in in any way, shape, or form unless you're willing to end that friendship with your best friend. Don't make a man come between you and her. If you and her have legitimate issues, that's one thing. You guys deal with your issues separate. But to make a man come between the two of you, a man who's not even interested in you, as you said, a man who's never looked you, a man who's never come at you in any inappropriate type of way, it doesn't make a good goddamn how you feel about how you could treat him. That's your best friend's man. And as such, you need to respect the relationship, regardless of what you think she's doing or not doing or how she, you think she treats him or doesn't treat him. That's not for you. That's not a position that you, you can play. That's not a place where you can stand and make any sort of judgment call. That is not, that's not for you to do. You know what I mean? Your responsibility to your best friend is to support your best friend. Yes, you can tell her things like, you know, bitch, you're acting fucked up. Like your man treats you good. You know what I mean? You don't want, you could even, <laughs> maybe I'm instigating or, you know, but you could even say to her, like, you know, you're lucky to have someone like him because, you know what I mean? You don't know that the next woman wouldn't come in and, and snatch him up, you know? Maybe just kind of talk to her and and, and help her soften the way that she deals with him, the way that she approaches him, the, you know, just even in terms of, like you said, she lacks appreciation for him. Um, you know, don't, don't go in, in a sabotage type of way. If she's your friend, she's truly your best friend and you love her and you respect her and you respect the friendship that you have with her, have a one-away conversation with her about the way that she deals with her man. Just be prepared that she might feel like, like, why do you care so much about how I deal with him? Or there might be some sort of pushback or there might be some sort of issue that comes about from you having a conversation with her, in which case you may want to weigh the type of conversation that you have with her. But really and truly, the situation is not for you to call. The situation is not for you to get involved in a personal type of way. Um, if it feels like you cannot be around her and her man or even be around him or be in his presence without feeling some type of way, perhaps it is that you need to take space from that situation and maybe focus on your friendship with your friend versus her relationship with her man. Hopefully that made sense. I'm not going to wow you. I'm not going to cuss you. I'm sure that you are not the only person on the planet who has felt this. You know what I mean? Like I'm... If I think back in my history, I'm pretty sure I can think of a friend who's been with somebody where she's just treated him terrible and he's a really nice guy. Um, and I would probably have said, you know, like, he's really nice. Like, why do you keep treating him so bad? Um, but you you need to be aware of what, hmm, what the level of... Hmm, you need to be more aware of the relationship that you have with your best friend and what types of conversations you can have with her, where she's not going to feel like you're trying to intervene in a negative type of way or sabotage in a negative type of way. Again, it may just some, be something as simple as, you know, gently saying to her, like, why do you treat him so bad? Like he's a nice guy. He does everything for you. Her answer is going to be whatever it is. It's going to be, but again, don't put yourself in a position where you're going to end up losing your friendship and still not have an opportunity with this man because he's so focused on her and he doesn't view you in that type of way. Don't put your neck on the chopping block unnecessarily. 
Again, if you feel like you cannot be around them because you get irritated or annoyed by the way she treats him, then perhaps you need to just focus on your friendship with her and maybe spending time with her versus spending time with the two of them. So, hi, yeah, yeah, that's a real sticky one. Because the thing is, I mean, like we're human, you know what I mean? Especially like when you're in a position of being single and you say to yourself, like, he's a really good person or even for a guy, you know what I mean? He'll look at, you know, his, his friend and be like, like your woman is such a good woman. Like, why do you treat her so garbage? Again, it's one of those dicey things where, you know, people will take personal offense to that. They may not want the person, but they also don't want you to have the person. And sometimes, you know, you may have to weigh whether or not that friendship is enough for you to, you know, not get involved or whether or not, because, okay, big and serious, not all friendships last through your life. And even though someone started off as your best friend, there are different phases and different stages in our life where not everybody makes it through to the next stage or the next phase. You may have been friends with somebody from your 12 to your 24. And in your 25th year, you guys are not friends anymore. I was friends, like super close, best friends, uh, godmother of, of, of one of my children, um, for 14 years. And then she did some really grimy shit, had a conversation with her. She was just very flippant about it. And I decided that we had gone as far as we could go in our friendship and there was no further that we could go. And I had a very, I tried to have a very adult and civil conversation with her, which didn't end well. And that was kind of the end of it. That may be the other thing too. It may be at a point now where maybe you need to reevaluate or just evaluate the relationship that you have with your best friend because some seasons end and some people are not meant to carry on into the next season. I'm simply saying, um, your situation is not, it's definitely not unique. Uh, there's a couple that I know that, um, his wife is the friend of the girl that he was dating. And he had said to me that, you know, had he followed those rules where, you know, an ex-girlfriend or an ex-boyfriend is off limits, he would have never met his wife. And it was the best decision that he had ever made to approach his wife, albeit he knew that his wife and his former ex-girlfriend were friends. And there might be some, there it might be considered some type of violation. Um, but the woman that he's married to, he found that is definitely his soulmate. Um, and I don't say that <laughs> for you to try to infiltrate and mash up your friend's relationship. I'm simply saying that sometimes life has a way of working out that if that person is meant to be your person, they'll come for you. If it is at this point in time, you see that he's legitimately not showing any sort of interest. Don't go out of your way to try to sway because you're not sure how that, um, how that might play back in terms of the way that he would view you. You don't know if he may think to like, what kind of woman are you? Why are you trying to, you know, get involved with your friend's man? Like you never know how that situation is going to play out. Like I said, focus on your friendship with your friend. If it is that you start to feel like it's too much for you to be in the presence of the two of them, maybe have less interactions where it's you and the two of them and more interactions where it's just you and your best friend. That way you don't get caught up. You're not caught up in the ray ray of their relationship and, you know, um, whatever's going on there. And then you can maintain your friendship. So that is my piece. Um, moving on. Hi, AJ. Have you ever felt like you lost yourself trying to love someone who didn't love you the way that you love them? And do you believe in staying where you're loved, even if you don't love the person as much as they do? Um, I know that we had talked about this before, um, and I'm not sure that I entirely gave my full opinion on it. Um, I don't think that there's such a thing as a 50-50 relationship where both people love one another the same. I really just don't. I do believe um, 
that there are there are imbalances, but not in a bad way where it would break up a relationship. I really and truly believe that one person always loves the other person just a little bit more. Um, maybe there is balance in that imbalance, but I really like, I can't think of a relationship where I've seen where, um, there's ever been such a thing as 50, 50. Like, I think in a lot of cases in, in relationships, most relationships, I feel like the man ends up loving the woman more. Um, and I know keys and I had had a conversation about that where an elder had advised her, you know, you have to be with a man. Uh, who loves you more than you love him or it's not going to work out. Um, and even prior to hearing that, I think that I've always believed, not I think, I've always believed that one person in the relationship always loves a little bit more and a little bit harder in the in, in, than the other person does. Um, have I ever felt like I lost myself trying to love someone who didn't love me the way that I loved them? Absolutely. Um, and it gets tiring, you know, on so many levels. It gets tiring on a mental level, definitely on an emotional level. And it starts to impact you physically because, you know, for me, it was one of those things where like, I'm already an insomniac. So now I'm fretting about what's going on in this relationship and why the person isn't responding, you know, um, to the way that I love them, even though they say that this is what they wanted, this is what they've always needed. And so it's like, okay, I'm going above and beyond, but there's no reciprocity or there's little to no reciprocity. And so I find myself having this, this conversation repeatedly. And then it starts to feel like I'm, I'm nagging the person. Then it's, I, you know, I start to say to myself, like, why am I nagging somebody or browbeating someone to love me the way that I love them, respect me the way that I respect them, treat me the way that I treat them. Why do I keep putting up with them saying, yes, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better, but they don't, you know? And so what I try to do is I try to love them harder. I try to love them more. I try to show them, you know, um, my commitment to this. And so they get to take energy from me. They get to take time from me. They get to take love and emotion from me. They get to take intimacy from me because I'm trying to further prove to them, you know what I mean? Uh, that this is something that they should actively participate in. And if I feel like I give more then they'll say, you know what? Yeah, she's doing a lot. So let me just, let me give some of that back in return. But it fucks you up because it never really, it never works out that way. You unfortunately have people who are just takers and they will continue to take as long as you give. And they'll continue to make pros promises about reciprocity. They'll continue to make promises about, you know, that they're going to do better. They're going to try harder. They're going to pay attention. They're going to focus on your love languages. But at the end of the day, they really and truly don't have to. As long as you keep giving, you have to be the one to decide that, you know, like you've had enough. So in that situation, I had to say to myself, you know what, like this, this is causing me emotional distress. This is impacting my physical well-being. It's impacting my mental, um, my mental health uh, and well-being. And it's not something that I can continue to wait for the person to reciprocate. It's not a situation where I want to continue to wait uh, for that that light at the end of the tunnel and for those those moments of continuous happiness, you know? And sometimes it's a really hard decision to make. And sometimes it's a really hard choice um, in terms of, you know, saying to yourself, like, I have to walk away now because there's always that thought that, you know, look how much time I've invested. Look how much energy I've invested. Look how many tears, <laughs> you know, I've invested but I always say to myself, you know, what is the point of being with somebody and being miserable, right? When you're with somebody, there's supposed to be a balance of happiness. And not to say that you're always going to be, you know, skipping through the tulips, holding hands, and everything's always going to be sunshine and roses. But I, I do believe that at least 80% of your relationship should be happy. 
I feel like the other 20% is the learning curve. The other 20% is, um, you know, bonding. It's trying to understand the person. It's trying to, um, you know, get the pieces in order so that you can move from 80% to maybe 90%. I think that most perfect relationships stay at about a 90% average of happiness. And that other 10% is just people's personalities clashing from time to time. Um, so I definitely have lost myself or almost lost myself trying to love somebody and trying to prove to them that I'm worthy of them loving me back. And it's horrible. Like once you leave that place and you realize what you've done to yourself, you realize how much of yourself you've given up and how much you've sacrificed just to try to get somebody to love you in return, even close to the way that you love them. Yeah, you're doing a you're doing a disservice to yourself. I did a disservice um, to myself in in staying in that place. Um, and really and truly, I think a lot of it just stems from you know wanting to be loved the way that you are willing to love somebody, and wanting to believe that that person is going to do the things that they say that they're going to do. Wanting to believe that that person is honorable. Um, you know, and, it, and it's worse where every time you bring it up, they're like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to correct that. I'm going to correct that. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to do better. I'm going to. And then, you know, like it just becomes talk after a while. And for me, I don't know how everybody else feels. I feel like if I've had three conversations with you about the same thing, now I'm nagging you. And when I start to feel like I'm nagging you, it, it makes me feel really shitty inside. And it makes me feel like I'm not worthy of being loved the way that I give love. And that's it's a horrific and horrendous place to be emotionally and mentally because then you start questioning everything about yourself and and whether or not you are actually worthy um and no one should ever do that to themselves everyone is worthy of love everyone should be loved and especially if you're the kind of person that loves freely and gives of yourself freely and puts other people before yourself i feel like you guys deserve extra love <laughs> i really do you know um if there were extra feathers to be given in the wings to get into heaven if you believe in that um you know i feel like those kind of people are the ones to definitely get that um do I believe in staying with a person or staying where um, you're loved, even if you don't love the person as much? For me personally, I don't. Um, I think, it, again, it's the same kind of thing where it's, it's detrimental. You know, like, why would you, if you know that you can't love somebody the way that they love you or even make as much of an effort as they're making and you just want a body to be around just to say that, you know, you're in a relationship, just to say that you have a, a person, just to say that, you know, you have a somebody, just to say that, you know, you can walk down the street holding somebody's hand. Those are all garbage reasons to be with somebody. Those are all garbage reasons to keep someone locked into a relationship loving you when you don't feel the same about them, just so that you are not alone. Um, sometimes we need to sit in our aloneness. Sometimes we need to sit in that place with ourselves and by ourselves um, and figure our shit out without trying to drag somebody else into it um, and have them sitting in our shit with us. You know, I'm always baffled um, with people who are uncomfortable spending time with themselves. Like silence is not going to kill you. Being still is not going to kill you. Taking time to breathe is not going to kill you. Taking time to rest your body is not going to kill you. Those are all things that would actually be beneficial to you. Um, I think that everyone should be able to spend time alone in the comfort of their skin and in the comfort of their aloneness. Um, I learned that as a hard lesson a long time ago. It's something that I regularly say to people that um, you should you should learn to be comfortable 
with yourself and doing things by yourself so that you can truly appreciate doing things with other people. Um, so no, I don't believe in staying where you're loved, even if you don't love that person as much as they love you. Um, set them free. Let them find somebody who is going to love them on the same level that they love and someone who's going to give to them uh, and reciprocate in the way that they need them to. So um, something that was brought up that I, I wanted to discuss, uh, are strong women really strong? Um, based on, you know, um, strong women being like too independent, strong women not needing somebody, strong women, you know, they can just do everything on their own. Strong women can carry the weight of their relationship, the weight of the children, the weight of their family, the weight of the world. Um, you know, they don't really need anyone. And this, this for me particularly pertains to black women and the way that black women are, are viewed. Um, and I think that that's a bunch of bullshit. You know, I think that we've gotten put, we've gotten put into this position where we've been forced to carry the weight of everything because we've been forced to carry the weight of everything. And it's almost one of those, it's a catch 22. Cause it's like, if we don't do it, who's going to, you know, um, the bad part about that is that we're, we're not seen as vulnerable. We're not seen as soft. We're not seen as gentle. We're not seen as, you know, necessarily needing, um, an affectionate type of love that we can do without, that we can go without, that we can, we can make do with less than, and that's a bunch of bullshit. It's a bunch of bullshit because everyone wants someone, even if it's not a full-time person, even if it's not somebody to be there, you know, every waking, waking second, I promise you there, there are few people on this planet who would prefer to be alone and, and not alone with themselves, but per, few people on this planet who would prefer to be single than t- to not be in a loving, supportive relationship. You know, no one wants to struggle. We've been conditioned to believe that love is supposed to be hard and anything good worth having is worth fighting for. I, you know, I, I believe that to some degree, but not when it's causing you physical, emotional, and mental distress on a regular basis. Absolutely not. There isn't anybody who should have to be, you know, put through the ringer for love because of this belief that black women are strong. We can, we can just deal with whatever pain and heartache. And that's a bunch of bullshit. Yes, we can, but do we really want to? Absolutely not. Who, like who wants to, you know, we've been conditioned to think that, you know, if push comes to shove, you guys can do it alone. You know, if push comes to shove, you guys can, you know, uh, feed, feed a family of 13 on a $10, but like all that, all that bullshit that we were, we were, um, uh, conditioned to believe about the strength of women and the strength of black women. You know what I mean? We are strong, but I promise you there isn't a single black woman on the planet who wouldn't rather have a partner in whatever form that partner comes in whatever form that person comes to them. I'm not going to make it gender specific, but there isn't a woman on this planet, a black woman on this planet who would not rather have a partner in life who's going to walk side by side, who's going to support her and love her. There isn't a single black woman on this planet who wouldn't rather have a somebody than to have to do all that bullshit by herself. It's what we've been conditioned to believe. It's what the world has been conditioned to believe about black women. Yes, we are strong, but you know what? We also want to be soft. We also want to be gentle. We also want to be, um, we want to be submissive, but you can't be submissive to someone who is not making you feel that you are loved and that you are safe. 
You know, it, it, it should never be one of those things where, oh, you're strong. You can handle it. You know what I mean? Oh, she's tough. It, she's, she'll be all right. Like, no, handle us with kids, glo- kid gloves sometimes too, you know? Oh my goodness me. Sorry. I'm, I'm just, it's a rant because it's a recent conversation that I, I've, I've heard. And just even with it being Black History Month, like, you know, the portrayal of strong Black women, I love it. But you can also portray us in the soft ways as well. And that shouldn't take away from our strength. That shouldn't denote that we are weak because we want to be handled gently, because we want to be loved tenderly, because we want to have those moments where we can feel vulnerable um, and, and it not be a sign of weakness. You know, there needs to be a better balance for Black women with their strength and the femininity that they have as well. Sorry, that was my rant. Hopefully that made sense. Um, I just feel like we need to break those those curses and those beliefs um, about the strength of Black women. Like, yes, we are strong, but we also want to be treated with love and tenderness and kindness and compassion and empathy on a regular basis. Not just when we're, we're, we're breaking down, not just when we've broken down, not just when we get angry, you know what I mean? Not just when we get frustrated, but just, just out of love and kindness and decency on a regular fucking basis. On a regular basis. Whew, anyhow, um, moving along. <laughs> Hi, AJ. Um, I've been recently exploring the idea of being poly solo, a term I heard during one of your episodes from your guest. I think that it applies to me because as I get older, I feel like I have more of that caveman thought of one man, multiple women, sexually conquer, consensually, of course, but to fulfill and move on. For you, have you ever considered a poly lifestyle or are you strictly a supporter of monogamy? And if you're for a poly lifestyle for yourself, what would it take to engage with you? Asking for a friend, LOL. But seriously, I would love to know your thoughts. Thank you, Polly Neanderthal. That's how he signed it. Um, so, so we'll work backwards. Um, do I believe in only monogamous relationships? I don't. I believe that monogamy works for who it works for. Um, you know, I think that there are relationships where they just want to be one person with one person and that's it. They make it work. They are happy and that's it. Um, I also believe in polyamorous and poly polygamy, uh, polygamous relationships. Um, if again, that works for the person, you know, you can't say that you're in a monogamous relationship and one day wake up and say that you're polyamorous because you want to cheat on your person. It doesn't work that way. And I've talked about this before, you know, um, being polyamorous, being polyamorous is being, it's being truthful. It's, it's, it's about, cons, uh, you know, being consensual. It's about, um, you know, being honest and, and upfront. It's, it's, it's not about taking advantage of anyone. It's not about lying to people. It's not about, uh, using it as an excuse to sleep around and all that sort of stuff. It really and truly isn't. Polyamory is about upfront conversations and it's about, um, consensual engagement with people who all parties who are aware it, it, it can't be that two people know and one person doesn't know and, and they're, it, it doesn't work that way. Um, for myself personally, it's really interesting um, because I've actually been giving thought to this in the last little while that I could see myself living more of a poly solo or even a polyamorous lifestyle with somebody who understood what my needs are. And for me, it's not always just about the sexual aspect of it. Sometimes it's just creating intimate bonds with people where on an intellectual level, 
you know, we can talk about things that I'm not able to talk with everyone about. Um, that even just on an intimate level, that it's not actually just always, you know, let's say like penile penetration, that some of it is just oral intimacy because in those moments, that's what I need. It's just that type of release, that type of bond, that type of connection, um, that level of intimacy where it's not just hardcore raw fucking that, I don't know. I think that there's something to be said for oral intimacy, giving both giving and receiving. Um, but I do find as I get older, I enjoy spending time with multiple individuals who provide different emotional, sexual and intimate. Um, they take care of different emotional, mental and sexual needs for me. Um, have I disclosed that I am more leaning towards a poly solo mindset with one person I was able to have that conversation with him uh the first part of the conversation was a little bit rough because I think what he wanted was a monogamous relationship and when I explained my viewpoint to him for about monogamy for me at this point um just for the simple fact that you know marriage is not something currently in my scope I always believed that when if I if I wasn't married by 50 that I would just kind of stay single for the rest of my life but now I have to kind of figure out what being single means. You know, is it being single where, um, you know, I just have friends? Is it being single where I have a couple of companions? Is it being single where um, I myself am single, but engaged with, you know, different couples or, you know, to even put myself in a throuple situation? I think for me, ideally, um, at this point, being single and maintaining, um, you know, a couple of companionship type relationships where we've had uh, full disclosure conversations about what we're both looking for. I think ideally for me, that's what it is right now. I realize that I cannot spend so much time with one person and be fulfilled by one person. I have yet to meet the person that, um, I know that, you know, you, you may never find somebody that checks all the boxes, but it's like, you know, when I engage with one person, like the, the intellectual and emotional conversation is stimulating and fulfilling, but sex may not be the greatest. Do I want to take time to teach that person? I could, but I really don't want to. Whereas with somebody else that I've met, sex is amazing, um, you know, but all we really do that we really have in common outside of really great sex is, you know, like we'll, we'll watch movies. Like we're, we're both movie buffs. And, and for me in that relationship, that's enough. When I want to have intellectual conversations, I would go to the other person. Um, the problem of course is that, you know, sometimes people want to keep you <laughs> entirely, um, on all levels. And I'm finding right now for me that that doesn't work. The one person that I've spoken with, he seems to be more understanding and more open-minded of who I am at this stage in my life. Um, so I could see that being a relationship that more so works out because he understands my need to move around and move about, not necessarily sexually or intimately, but more so that I, <laughs> it's difficult for me to stay in one place for too long. Meaning that um, there comes a point where I physically need to leave where I'm staying. So for example, if I'm in Virginia, I can be there for like, say a maximum of three months be start, before I start to feel this gnawing in my soul. Like I need to leave and relocate to somebody somewhere else for a couple of months. And you know, there are people who are not going to understand that because you know, the first thought is like, oh, so what you're leaving to go to a man? No, I'm leaving because my soul feels restless 
And wherever it is that I need to go is wherever it is that I need to go. If I meet someone there, it's not to say that I wouldn't engage with someone. It's not to say that wherever I end up being, you can't come visit me. But in this exact moment, I can't stay where I am. Um, Finding somebody that understands that and still wanting to be in a relationship with you is very fucking rare because I know the mindset that I have is definitely, I want to say that it's weird, but I don't want to say that it's weird in case there's anyone that's listening that feels the same way, but it's definitely uncommon. Um, And I get that people sometimes feel possessive about the person that they're with, especially if sex is great, especially if the person is non-combative or not difficult to get along with, especially if you have great conversation with the person, especially if, you know, you have moments where you can have those side, those side busting laughs, you know what I mean? And the person's really cool and they're really chill. You start to feel some type of possessiveness towards them because you don't want anybody else to really have access to what you have. Um, right now for me, that's not really working. Uh, not to say that I don't hope at some point in time, that there might be somebody that comes into my life that would, um, inspire me to reconsider being in a monogamous relationship. But I do really and truly believe that right now, uh, a poly solo relationship probably would work best for me. Um, yeah, my, again, my only caution is if you're going to be poly solo, be upfront with the people that you're engaging with so that sorry engaging with so they know what they're up against and when i say what they're up against meaning that they understand very clearly i don't want a full-time relationship i'm not looking to be in a committed relationship i am looking for acquaintanceship and companionship i am looking for friends that i can date friends with benefits however it is that you want to term it but just so that people can make choices for themselves about how they want to engage and interact with you. That is my my biggest thing about it. Don't use it as a reason to cheat. Don't use it as a reason to like fuck around with people's feelings. However you feel is however you feel. Be upfront about it. You know, you may meet five women uh, and this is to uh, Polly Neanderthal. You may meet, meet five women and three of them are okay with your lifestyle and the other two are not. Don't try to dupe the two who are not into being involved with you in some type of way just because you feel like you want to have them. Allow people to make their choices by being upfront about what it is that you want and be upfront about what it is that you're looking for. Allow people to make those choices for themselves. Don't be, you know, a shithole and 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 force someone to choose something that they don't. Because the worst thing that would happen is that the person actually starts to develop feelings for you and now what? Like you're going to turn around and say to them, well, you know, I mean, I told you I didn't want to be in a relationship or maybe you didn't tell them, you know, the full scope of it. But don't give people the wrong impression. Be honest with your shit. Be upfront with your shit. Make sure that the relationships that you're engaging in are consensual. Um, and don't try to rope somebody into something that they really and truly don't want. Um, next question. Grand day, AJ. <laughs> Quick question. Do you think someone can learn to be a dom? Or do you think it's just more of a natural characteristic that people either have or don't have? Huh, this is a good one. Um, I think that anyone can learn to be anything. However, um, I feel like dominance is something that is just inherent to people. And I do believe that true doms, you either are or you are not. Um, because it's, it's not, it's not a, uh, it's not a position where you're, where you're role-playing. Do you know what I mean? It's not a position where you're going in and out of character. Um, and it's, it's definitely not the same as being like switch. So I, I, for myself, I know that I'm switch. My personality is primarily dominant. Like I would, I would definitely be a dom. It would take, um, a, a man, 
possibly a woman, (laughs) who has an equally dominant personality that allows me to feel comfortable in order for me to switch into a more submissive role. But by nature, I am an alpha female. I would say in some cases I'm an apex predator, Um, but my personality is definitely more top. Um, I think that people who learn to be doms, it's more of a role play for them. It's more of a character that they get into that they can easily come out of. People who are inherently dominant that is just who they are all the time. They can tone it down, but it's not something that they can turn off. It's not a hat that gets removed. It's not part of, part of their personality, um, you know, that, that gets hung up on the rack and then they come back and pick it up tomorrow. You know, in, in situations where a dom tones down their, their dominance, it's because they're switched like myself. And in order for them to switch into a slightly more submissive role, it has to be with someone who they feel confident you know, has a true dominant personality, that they're not a bully, that they're not a fake, that they're not a fraud, that it's not just some role that they're trying to play, but that they truly have, um, you know, that that personality, that, that base, that foundation uh, in their soul. Um, I have met people who felt like they... <laughs> They were doms because they thought it was cool. You know, they'd maybe watch Fifty Shades of Grey or, you know, they might have seen someone who's done like a spanking session or they've seen, so. you know, they've been to a sex expo and they've seen someone who is a true dom and they say to themselves, oh, I like that. That seems cool. I could be like that. Um, so it's, it's not a it's not a play play thing. I do believe that it's something that you can learn more like how actors learn their role. But I think that true doms, true doms, it's, it's a natural characteristic. It's, it's a natural part of who they are. Um, you know, it's, it's for them, it's as easy as breathing. It's not something that they have to study. It's not something that they have to learn. It's not something that had to be manufactured in them. It is inherent. So that's my answer. Uh, AJ, what's the craziest things that you, craziest thing that you've had happen to you while on a dating app? Oh my goodness me. Um, when I first got that question and I read it, I was like, okay, which one do I pick? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a couple. Um, so, uh, somebody that I had met, um, (laughs) oh my goodness me. I don't even know if I should tell the story. Okay. So someone that I met, um, through a third party, we had started talking. Uh, so we're in the talking stages of, you know, the whole dating thing. And one of the ways that we would communicate was through the DMs on Instagram. And one day I got a message from this person and I'm having regular chit chat conversation with them. They disappear for a little bit, like maybe a half hour or so. And they, they come back and they're like, you know, Hey, what's up? But the way that they were talking to me, like something felt off. Like I started to feel like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like you just get a feeling in your, in your stomach. Um, so the person's like, you know, so what's going on with you? You know, what have you been up to? And I'm like, we just talked. What do you mean? What have I been up to? Like, you know what I've been up to. So I get a call from a mutual friend and the mutual friend says to me, don't respond to such and such person. That's not them. That's their wife talking to you. And I was like, oh fuck, this is all I need. Um, So I go back to the message, you know, and I responded to the person like, oh, you know, I was just waiting for you to give me some pricing on, you know, that thing that I'd asked you for a quote about. Um, And they're like, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to get back to you. And then I never heard back from the person that that was the wife that was pretending to be the the man that I was talking to. Um, He did not disclose to me that he was married. Surprise, surprise. Um, 
you know, and, and with, with that, that he's married, she has access to his, his social media. She knows his passwords. She has access to his phone. I don't know if he knows, but you know, after my friend had called me to alert me to what was happening, um, I called him. I'm like, yeah, just delete my number. Um, I ended up blocking him and deleting all the contact information. So I think what ended up happening is he probably deleted our chat but might have left something in there or seen that I was a new follower or something that alerted her to it. And she decided to contact me, I guess, to try to, you know, on the sneak, try to catch him in some kind of a lie or something. So that was one. Um, I've had an, <laughs> another one where, so, uh, boy, so the person's profile had a picture that I couldn't really see too clearly. And so I had asked for other pictures and so what ended up happening is I sent my uh, business number because I try not to sell my send my real phone number just in case people are crazy, right? So I sent the business number, asked him to send me pictures. Um, he sent the pictures, you know, <laughs> let's just say there was conversation to continue after that. Um, so I blocked him from the business number, but we were still talking on the app where we had met. And then the conversation just became kind of crazy. You know, like he started to um, tell me like he's a man and I'm a woman and he's going to tell me how to conduct myself and I'm not going to tell him how to act and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, you know, I messaged you and you didn't even reply, you know, but that's not how things are going to be. And I was like, okay, buddy, we've never even met. <laughs> we, we had never even had a phone conversation at this point. You know what I mean? So as he's messaging me now, you know, um, the business number rings, but it's a different number than his number. Now, keep in mind, I told you I'd blocked him, right? This man saw fit to use another number and call me. So I answered the phone and we're chit-chatting and I realized it's him. So I was like, okay, you know what? Let me just hear what he has to say. And then he's like, you know, did you see my message? And I was like, your message where? He's like, oh, I sent you a message. You didn't reply to it. Then proceeds to tell me, go read the message right now and then get back to me immediately. I was like, pardon me? He's like, well, no, I'm not trying to rush you or anything, but you know, I'm the man in this situation and I'm going to be the man in this relationship. I hung up as he started that bullshit again. I hung up and blocked him. And let me tell you, Posse, about four hours later, this man messaged me, says to me, oh, I seen that you blocked me twice already, but they always say that the third time is the charm. I kid on everything I love. I swear to you, this man messaged me from a third phone number and had the audacity to confirm that he knew that I already blocked him twice. And the third time is the charm, which is why he was contacting me from my next number. Miss said, me block him blood clot one more time, three times. So, the thing is, because I don't, I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know if he was going to call, like, there's no way for me to control whether or not he calls or contacts me from another number. All I can do is continue to block, but he must like blocking his backside because how are you contacting someone three times knowing that this person has blocked you twice already? Like to me, you're, that just screams psychotic. That screams, um, kidnap me and keep me locked in underneath your bed in a box for the rest of my life. Like, <laughs> It just screams all kinds of crazy. And honestly, this is why like I'm remiss to use dating apps and these things because I just don't feel like I'm able to. Eh? There's a, a level of craziness. Like I know that there are some people that will do anything to be in a relationship and anything to be married and anything to have a person and to be able to take pictures and stunt on social media. And all. I am not one of those people. 
if I'm if I'm dealing with somebody, dating somebody in a relationship, and I see that things are not progressing in any type of way, I'm gone. I'm not. I'm no longer into giving a year, two years, five years, ten years of my life to figure out what I knew in six months that this shit was not going to work. Man, you got six months to show me why I should stay, and if you cannot give me a good reason to stay, especially if you keep fucking up continually in that first six months, I'm out. I I will take my losses. I am out. Does that sound harsh? Perhaps. Does that sound like unreasonable? Perhaps. But you know what? I've been around long enough and I've been in enough relationships and I've dated enough people to know what I'm looking for, what it is that I want, what I will put up with, what I will not put up with and what I will compromise on. And one thing I will not compromise on is my happiness. I'm not going to be in a relationship with somebody thinking every day about how miserable I am when I can just be fucking happy by myself and be poly solo on the people's beach in whichever country I choose to go to instead of having to stress myself about what a person is not doing and on that happy note <laughs> pom pom passe, bless up yourselves thank you for listening to me in my ranting and madness this has been the love jones segment of the pom pom chronicles podcast it is black history month black people stand motherfucking up big up your blood clot cells be proud of yourselves be proud of your blackness be proud of your history be proud of your culture be proud of who you are and where you came from to my family and my people and my loved ones i know i recently went through this with having to take a couple of mental health days dealing with seasonal depression it's a serious and real thing check on your strong friends check on your friends who are not your strong friends just check on people and make sure you know that the people that you say that you love and care about that they're straight and everyone is doing good for everyone who checked in on me um sent a message sent a text called sent a dm i love you i appreciate you um it's been kind of a crazy week and 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 what have you but i'm definitely in a better space waiting for this friggin ross winter cool weather to be over and for some of these covid restrictions to be lifted but it's been an eye-opening and enlightening two years regardless of the the uh, the covid and and everything that's been happening with coronavirus um but it's it's definitely given me a better appreciation for life and a better appreciation for the people who um are most important to me and the people that i engage with and it's definitely given me a better appreciation especially for for you guys out there who i haven't met as yet my the posse the people who love and support me um you guys honestly you you make the days easier when the days are hard. I just wanted you to know that. So Posse, stay up, stay blessed, stay safe, and we will talk to you next time. Peace.
Oh, <laughs> 